The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Sinead Glynn is our expert this week answering all that you need to know about wills and let's start with that one Sinead that completely baffled me. So is there a window for an executor to examine bank accounts after probate and before a property is signed over to the beneficiary of the will? There is of course. Um, When you when probate issues after someone passes away, um, it is the responsibility of the executor with their solicitor to gather in the assets of the estate. So you will get, when someone passes away, you get a valuation of all their assets at the date they pass away. So you'll have a valuation, sorts of balances of any bank accounts, a valuation of any property they held at the date of their death. And then when you, um, the probate issues and you have to close the bank accounts, you will get the balance in. So there will be at times um, a, a lower balance that comes in than what may have been at the date of the person passed away because you might have delayed going to your solicitor for a couple of months. Maybe funeral expenses might have been paid out of the account or direct debits might have been cancelled. So there there can be a difference in value and, and in the accounts. And if there is a, a serious query, you would get statements from the bank then if you needed to query the assets in terms of was there money missing from an account. Property then, on the other side, you sign forms with your executor. If you're, if you're putting the property into the beneficiary's names, you would sign forms with, the, with your solicitor to have the property transferred bef- um, into the person's name before submitting it into the land registry. So you know what forms you're signing before it passed to the person. The time frame seems to be a big issue for people. Another one saying, a quick question on probate. My father's probate went in last December. Should it be through soon or how long uh, is it taking currently? Um, it depends. Probate offices all around the country are very busy. You have, we're, we, our offices are based in Ennis and Limerick. Um, so our local probate office would be Limerick. It's a, it's a district court office. Um, if you have, you, you, you mightn't have as many applications for probate in Ennis and, and Limerick, but in Dublin, the, the backlog can be quite extensive because it would, there's a wider population. So obviously there's more people passing away. Um, and it can take a number of months. If, if it's a straightforward probate, it should be done in a few, you know, you should have it done in three months. Well, this brings us to, to keeping it straightforward. How important is it that you make a will? Does dying intestate make a significant difference? To the yes, complex? it does. So if you, if, you, if you pass away without a will, you die intestate. That means that any assets that you have will be distributed in accordance with law, not as to who you want to give them to. Right. Okay. So if you, if you um, the only person you're legally obliged to provide for is a spouse, um, if you have children, um, you don't have to leave them something in a will, but they can make a claim against your estate if you don't. Um, if, a, if, a, if a married couple come in to me to make a will, they usually do what I've, it's a mutual will, kind of two wills in one. So they'll usually appoint each other as their executors and sole beneficiaries in each other's estate. But then they have to provide for what if something happened to the two of us at the same time? And we then they, that's when the, the children would normally benefit. Um, but if you have, some people may have estranged family members that they don't want to provide for in a will, um, which can obviously aggravate them after they pass away. Um, because once you pass away and probate issues, your, your, your probate is a public document and anybody can go into the probate office and, and see your will. And the, there is a, a, an order of priority defined by law if yeah. you are intestate. So a certain percentage goes to yeah. spouse, a certain percentage goes to children and so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you, if you were single and passed away, you're, you're with no will, your estate, I always say your estate goes up before it goes down. So if your parents are still alive, it goes to your parents if you have no will. If you have a spouse, a share will go to your spouse and a share will go to your children. But you need to be careful there if you have minor children 
and you don't want you know if you have trying to divide property with minor children minor children under the age of 18 years you have to sign a deed accepting the property into your name and you you don't have capacity in law to do that if you're under the age of 18 years. Well, that raises a, a text that has just come in, very sad text that says, this is from a single parent with terminal cancer. My daughter will be under 10 when I pass away. How can I avoid her getting charged for capital gains tax when I leave our house to her? Well, it's not capital gains tax, really. It's capital acquisitions tax. So um, you, if... Well, I mean, firstly, this 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 person would have to make a will. Um, you would have to appoint executors and trustees because because her daughter will be a mi- will be a minor when she, when she passes away, um, and that trustee will have to manage that daughter's benefit until she reaches the age of we say minimum eighteen years. And of it age. can transfer into the trust without capital acquisition yeah, tax, yeah, can't it? Yeah, yeah. But your capital gains tax arises when there's a sale of the property, right? So if you have a property that is valued at 335,000 euros, right? And you give that to someone when they pass away. That's valued at 335,000 euros. But if you if you sell the property then for 400,000 euros, you have a gain of 65,000 euros. So you may be liable for capital acquisitions tax when the person passes away. But then you have a capital gains tax on the 65,000 that it exceeds. But in the instance of this individual with their daughter, if, if as they say, their daughter is going to be under 10 when they when they pass away, that means that she will have the house if it is held in trust she can hold the house until she is 18. Yeah. Is 18 the trigger point then yeah. when it has to come out of the trust yeah. and be so it'll have to be sold at that point well, effectively to, to cover the well, acquisitions sold tax. Or, yeah, if, to, 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 I mean the, the revenue unfortunately don't care once the revenue look at value they don't just look at money so if if, if a property is worth 335,000 euros revenue see cash so they, they once 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 the valuation date um, is upon you, the, the taxes falls to you, and that's so it. So in this instance, the trustees will know. Well, the person, the child, will be able to stay in the house until she's eighteen, or he is eighteen. Yeah. Sorry, daughter. She. But we need to plan for on yeah. the eighteenth birthday this triggering and yeah. what's going to happen in relation to that tax. You bill. also have to be careful that that this this lady would need to be careful that if she's making a will, um, that she ha- gives adequate powers to the trustees to deal with any property that she has. Text asking, what happens when you die? Which I, I, this is my personal expression, uh, ambition expressed in text. (laughs) What happens if when you die, you only have debts and no assets? Well, I mean, if you, 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 you don't, there's no need for a grant of probate to be extracted then. But does anybody else bear your debt? Does do the children end up with the sins of the father? Does the debt go to the estate? Who's responsible? A lot of the time your debt will die with you. Like, I mean, if you have, like, it depends what kind of, if you have a car loan, for example, you would take out, um, it's a long time since I've had a car loan, but you would take out kind of insurance on the loan and it may become repaid after you pass away. Or if you have um, if you have a house and a massive mortgage, the bank are now not going to give you a mortgage unless you have life policy. And except in exceptional circumstances, if you pass away, your mortgage is going to be paid off. So that... But even if it is not, I assume that unless somebody in your will is a co-signatory or a guarantor of that mortgage, they can't become after for a deceased person's debt. Man of of means and man of straw. Uh, Text asking, um, my uncle's probate says just took under one year, as did my aunts and my mother's in the last four years. It's a crazy amount of time to have to wait before settling affairs. Is there any plan to improve the turnaround time? Um... 
I suppose you should go to your solicitor, the solicitor, um, as soon as possible after someone passes away. I mean, I personally, we would have a, a large wills register in our office. Um, and if we, we would cross check debts and local papers and local on RIP.ie. So I would never contact an executive about six weeks after someone passes away. You will have people who will make contact straight away and you just have to start the ball rolling straight away. It can take... It can take a number of months. You'll have, if you have, I, ha, I have a, a probate at the moment where, where um, a lovely client of mine passed away and there's 26 beneficiaries in the estate. 24 of them are non-resident. So in order for me to submit the application for probate for her, her estate, 24 non-residents have to have 24 PPS numbers. So they have to apply for the PPS numbers before I can even start work on the probate. So that, while it might look on the outside that this person's estate has taken a really long time to administer, there's a lot of stuff in the background that needs to be dealt with. There's a, a question here which actually raises a query about our previous text as well. A text asking, if my adult children live with me when I die, can they stay in the house? This goes back to the, the woman who texted yeah. with the, the terminal cancer, or rather the, yeah, the woman who texted with the terminal cancer. Surely if the daughter is living in the house, the house can be transferred without tax if she's been there. Well, if she, she may be able to avail of dwelling house relief if she is in the house and, and doesn't own any other house herself and just dispose of it for a certain period of well, time. she's after. nine, so she's, she's unlikely nine. to own another yeah, house. Yeah. Um, she would be able to currently able to avail of dwelling house relief. Now, that doesn't mean to say that when she reaches the age of 18 years, the dwelling house relief is still going to be available. It's a relief that is there now. Um, and for example, if someone passed away and they they lived in a house and with their aunt, right, and their aunt, um, you have a lower tra- tax threshold from your aunt. So the house is worth 500,000 euros. This person lived in the house with their aunt for the three years prior to her death, didn't get rid of it for six years after her death and didn't own any other house themselves, that 500,000 is not counted in their threshold. Which I assume then is is also the answer to that query about if my adult children live live with me when I die, can they stay in the house? You said if they've been there for three years, don't sell it for six and don't own the house. But also that you have have to have left the house to them in the will. It doesn't mean, just because just because you, if you're in a house and your adult children are living with you and you don't have a will. Can you evict your children post-mortem? Well, I mean, who's the executor in your estate? Who's the next of kin? It's likely that your children will be the next of kin. Or if you have a spouse, your spouse will be the next of kin. But your executor is a person who you may have a direction in your will for property to be sold, even if there's someone living in there. So you could have had your child, your adult child living in the house, let's say, for past the three year jurisdiction or uh, limit. So you four or five years. And it is possible in the will to say, I don't care. I want the house sold and the assets distributed. Dwelling house relief is a relief on taxation. It's not an entitlement to stay in the house. That's all. By God, that would be, yeah, be an interesting <laughs> journey through probate to see that one, wouldn't yeah. it? Um, uh, text saying, I thought, or rather, yeah, I thought an executor could not be a beneficiary, asks Dan. Oh, an executor can be a beneficiary. A witness to a will can't be a beneficiary. Okay. Well, another on that line, can solicitors or other professionals a- act as executors of the will or does it need to be family or friend? It, it, it is normally a family member, but you will have people that come in who may not have family who, who would want the job of doing it. And yeah, you can appoint a, a solicitor or an accountant um, to be the executor. I, I would recommend it where you would have significant assets and it might their, their professional um, role might have, have a bigger part to play as an executor. Interesting one on that thing of who you leave the house to and the implications that it has in terms of family relationships. Text saying, my dad passed away three months ago and gave the house to a brother. Now, I don't know if that's the, the father's brother or the texter's brother, but gave the house to a brother. But my mother, who died five years previously, didn't have a will and is still on the deeds. Our question is, 
does 100% was the house 100% my father's to gift or do the siblings have a right to a portion of the property Right. So if you have, you'd need to see the deed. So when you have, when you hold property, you either hold it as joint tenants or tenants in common. If you have a property and you hold it or own it, should I, should I say, with someone as joint tenants, when the one of them pass away, it automatically goes to the survivor. You just submit an application to the land registry to remove the person's name from the title. But if you hold it as tenants in common, it's not. And this goes back to your previous point of this is why we don't want to die in test state. Yes. Thank you so much for uh, coming in. That was Sinead Glynn, Senior Solicitor. And thank you as well to the entire team. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.